Slap 90s Wrestling Podcast. Today, our very special guest, he's a former four-time WCW Tag Team Champion and also a two-time WWE Tag Team Champion, the one and only, Mr. Chuck Palumbo. Chuck, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you today? Good, thanks. Uh, just uh, living at the mid. Well, say living at, just been watching the football and England continues to disappoint me, so uh, just trying to forget about it. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> oh, you get used to it. <laughs> How's your day been? Good, good. No complaints. Uh, starting to warm up over here in San Diego, but um, oh, cool. no, no complaints. No complaints. No complaints. No. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, I suppose we'll uh, jump to the beginning. So, turns out, found out that you had like a basketball career before you decided to join wrestling. Was that right? I did. Yeah. I, um, so, I played high school basketball. I got some scholarship offers out of high school, but. Um, I wasn't emotionally uh, mature enough at the time to take on college. Um, I ended up joining the Navy. All right. And then um, out of the Navy, I was getting scholarship offers. I was playing while I was in the Navy. I was playing in um, recruiting tournaments on the West Coast and stuff like that. A little bit of Navy basketball with the local teams. And I ended up getting recruited out of the Navy. Um, so I spent a year in JC uh, back in Rhode Island, Community College of Rhode Island. I played basketball. We had a great year. I ended up uh, making All-American that year. And then I got a full ride to Central Missouri State. So the right. following year, I went to Central Missouri State as a uh, 25-year-old sophomore, which, uh, which was interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I think because you was around the era of the big men, I think people underestimate your size because you're 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, is that right? Yeah, 6'5", yeah. Yeah, yeah six, so... I mean, these days, you'd just be a giant compared to every wrestler uh, around these days. <laughs> I know that I, I've noticed that um, the wrestlers are a little smaller these days. They do a lot more of the acrobatic stuff and a lot of the high spots now. Super fantastic athletes, but yeah, definitely uh, a different size, yeah. Cool. And uh, so was it the power plant? Did you see an advert on the TV? Was that right? To, uh, to join WCW, was that right? I did. I saw, and I've told the story before. I saw an ad on TV. Um, I knew nothing about wrestling, nothing at mm. all. I knew who Hulk Hogan was. Yeah. Um, maybe Macho Man, you know, Randy Savage, maybe those guys, but that's about it. Um, I didn't know how much was what we call a work in the business. I didn't know, you know, I, I really knew nothing about it. But I, right. you know, after after seeing the ad on TV, and I, well, actually, what happened was I was I was browsing the channels and I saw wrestling. I think it was Monday Nitro. Yeah, and um, that's when the ad the ad came on TV. But as I was watching the show for a little while, uh, I noticed the guys were just fantastic athletes, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what caught my attention initially. And I said to myself, "Oh, I could, I think I could do that." You know, um, being naive, I didn't realize what it was going to take to get to the point where you're actually, uh, you know, a working wrestler on television. Um, but sometimes when you're naive, you go for things and. I yeah. did. Uh, it all, you know, it worked out in the end. A lot of oh, adversity, sure. but it worked out. <laughs> sure did. How tough was the uh, power plant? Power plant was crazy. You've probably <laughs> heard before. Uh, I think BBC's had a couple specials about it here and there. Yeah, that did. Yeah. So it was the original power plant, um, the old warehouse. That was, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Basically, um, the tryouts were once a month to get your foot mm -hmm. in the door. 
anywhere from 20 to 30 people trying out. Usually maybe one guy, two guys making it, if that. Um, basically, it was a weeding out process. <clears throat> if you made it through that initial three-day tryout, they brought you back right. uh, to train, kind of. You know, there was no guarantees, you know, it was, it was like flying by the seat of your pants, but, um, but yeah, made it through an initial tryout, um, found myself going back, went through, uh, the training there for about six or seven months before I got a training contract, um, which is a struggle because, uh, you know, you're trying to support yourself. I had a daughter at the time, a year old, uh, you're trying to support yourself, but you're trying to also train full time at the power plant. Uh, fortunately, my daughter's mother um, was working, so that allowed me to train. Um, yeah. And then after about, I want to say seven or so months, I got a training contract, which wasn't huge, maybe $1,000 a week or $800 a week. I can't remember, but it was big in terms of now it was actually like I could breathe again, not worry about where my money was going to come from while I was still continuing to train, you know. Hopefully to get that, what they call that six figure contract, you know, yeah, which, which, cool. which eventually came, but I, you know, um, ended up taking a little longer, um, than what the, uh, ad had said. <laughs> <laughs> and was it, uh, Finn Teresa brought you up, I suppose, to the main roster, I suppose you could say. Well, to the, so initially Jimmy Hart brought us to Saturday night TV, WCW right. Saturday night. Do you remember that show? Yeah. So, yeah, so initially, Jimmy Hart brought us up there. Um, basically, Paul Orndorff was trying to get us up there, and he had told me, hey, you know, I want to talk to Jimmy about getting you guys on Saturday Night Television. Um, and in the meantime, I was working on his Toyota Land Cruiser in the parking lot of the power plant doing, like, brake jobs and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep him happy. Um, yeah. Old school wrestlers are characters, right? There's always, oh yeah, they're always working. But, um, but yeah, Jimmy ha Jimmy Hart brought us up first. Um, but then, as far as um, uh, Raw, and I'm not, yeah, I'm sorry, not yeah, no, not Raw. Uh, Nitro. Nitro and yeah. uh, Thunder, um, Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo. Cool. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, early feuds you were part of was against Lex Luger, and I know. If you mentioned that going into wrestling, you didn't really know much about it, but now looking back, do you realize like how much of a big program this was to be put together with such a established staff? Absolutely. Um, he was a top guy at the time. Yeah. Very well known, had a very successful career um, prior to WCW and the WWF. Um, and, he, and here's the thing at the time, like, like we're talking about, I didn't watch wrestling. And the only really way to look at old matches was to borrow VHS tapes. That's right. Right. That was really the only way you could do it. So I really didn't have a lot of experience with who was who um, in the past in wrestling. But to answer your question, yes, it was a huge deal for me at the time, an incredible opportunity. And I was very fortunate at that time to get that opportunity. Yeah. And after this, the, uh, Natural Ball and Throws were put together, which is a team I think is way ahead of its time. It's like these yeah. young stallions, just, yeah. you know, six foot plus, two, fifty yeah. plus, and these were all jacked. So what was it like being part of this group? Because there was so much talent in this group. Yourself, O'Hare, Jindrak, Stasiak, uh, Reno, uh, above average, Mike Sanders. Uh, yeah. What was the part of being 
part of this big stable. It was such a great group. It was it was fantastic. So all those guys you mentioned, we all struggled together to get to that point. We all mm. relocated to Atlanta from other places around the country. Um, none of us were from Atlanta except for Sanders, I believe. Mike, right. everybody else relocated there. And we all went through the same um, trials and tribulations to get to that point. And uh, we hung out together um, outside of the ring on, on our off time. We were all, we were just all buddies. So we were having, yeah. we were having a fantastic time, ribbing each other all the time, just having a fantastic time traveling on the road. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was an incredible time. Awesome. And they also paired uh, Kevin Nash up with you as well, I suppose, as your coach. Uh, what was it like being around Nash? No, he's another fantastic guy. A very intelligent guy. Understands the business. Uh, especially behind the scenes. He mm. gets it. He understands um, what it takes to navigate through the business. Um, and I, I talk about that every once in a while. You know, a big part of this business, uh, I, I, obviously, you have to know what you're doing in the ring. Yeah. You have to be a good worker but you have to be able to navigate through the business, the backstage uh, politics or what have you um, just the different things. It's, it's a, it's a crazy, it's a very dynamic business, a very unique business, but it's also a very crazy business. Yeah. But you learn so much in the business because you're dealing with all kinds of personalities who are in it for different reasons. And um, I learned so much, but yeah, Kev's um, intelligent guy um, gets it. And he was very generous with us. He, you mm. know, again, um, like Lex Luger, here's another guy that was a top name. And here we yeah. are just getting started. And he's given us an opportunity to work with him and give us that rub we need to get to the next level. And, you know, so I always appreciated that. Yeah. And I mean, I know you already won the tag titles uh, three times, Stan Stasiak, but I think a lot of people remember Sean O'Hare has been your main tag team partner during your WCW sure. run and you and him defeated DDP and Nash for the tag titles and you kept them to the end of WCW so how was Sean O'Hare because everyone like I've spoke to and you've probably seen it yourself online he was always this big the, he was always this wrestler who they thought was going to be this tippy top superstar and unfortunately things didn't work out but how was your relationship with Sean O'Hare? Mine, mine was excellent him and I always got along. We didn't, we hung out a bit um, on the road. Obviously we traveled together on the road a lot, um, but we weren't super, super, super tight, but we always were, you know, just, just, just buddies, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Never had any issues with him. He was always cool with me. Um, he was a, he was a bit on the wild side. Yeah. Um, he had some demons. Um, and I think his biggest struggle was, that navigation part we talk about right. navigating through the business. Um, he was a pretty much straightforward guy and he had no time for the BS that goes on mm. in the business at times. You have yep. to be patient. You have to bite your tongue. Uh, you have to be careful whose feet you step on. It's very, it's a touchy business. Um, I mean, I don't know how it is backstage today, but I remember first breaking in. If you squeeze the guy's hand, too hard and it's you know you, i grew up where like my dad told me look at man in the face and give, yeah. him, a firm, give him a firm handshake right so yeah, i that's, that's right. the way i live my life and i go i get to my first show um with wcw i can't remember which one it was but and i, I was probably giving guys a firm handshake and that was like a no-no 
okay? Yeah. Something that silly. Like, they thought if you grabbed a guy's hand uh, and gave it a firm squeeze, then you were going to be, like, stiff in the ring and, you know, stuff like that. Well, uh, it's foolish. Very yeah. foolish. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen today. No. Happen today. But, um, but, yeah, to get back to your question, Sean had no time for that, and he wasn't going to put up with that. So I think um, that may have hindered him a bit because – um, you know, he still had a lot to learn, but mm. his God-given ability, I mean, you've probably mm. witnessed it yourself, right? Yeah. 6'4", six, 6'5", six, six, uh, 275 pounds, fantastic athlete, um, looked the part, um, just in, in, very impressive, very impressive, had that mean, aggressive look about him, um, yeah, he could have been, you know, unfortunately, you know, things happen, but he could have been that top guy. Um, yeah, he's definitely he one of, he definitely did. He was so, not just his raw power and his look, just his agility. And he is one of wrestling's biggest what ifs, but unfortunately yeah. he did pass away, which is sad because I was a fan of his growing up. So, so sad to hear that. Yeah. Um, but you held the title towards the end of WCW and, uh, what was your reaction when WWE uh, bought out? I would imagine there was the rumors for a few weeks and there was a time where we thought Bischoff was going to buy it, but that fell through and Shane McMahon walked through the door. So talk us through it. Like, what yeah. was your reaction? <laughs> we were all kind of, we really didn't know what to think. We didn't mm. know. We, we didn't even know he was showing up um, that night, I believe. I may right. be wrong. I bet some of the guys did. Maybe some of the top guys. I don't personally remember that Shane was showing up. I didn't know how it was going down. Um, I just remember Shane coming into the locker room and speaking with us. And it was just like, wow. So I guess this is happening, you know, but you know, mm -hmm. think about it from a wrestler standpoint, from a talent standpoint, you don't know what's going to happen to you. Are you going to have a job? Are they going to take you right away? Um, they're going to honor your contract. You know, all these things, you know, these things play a big, big part. Um, and then, you know, we get to the gorilla position before our match. I think we wrestled uh, Lance Storm and, and Mike Awesome. That's right, yeah. And I remember going into the gorilla position, and it was, uh, I think, Jerry Briscoe and maybe another WWF guy. I can't remember. Pritchard, remember, maybe? I'm sorry, Bruce Pritchard? Uh, yeah, possibly. Possibly. Um, yeah. And I remember that they, Jerry Briscoe was a little bit standoffish, and I was going, all mm. right, this is kind of weird. Um, but, um, but yeah, we got through it. And um, I spent a few weeks at home before I actually went over to WWF. So I think I spent most of that time, like uh, Ray, Ray Mysterio and I, since we live close by each other, we would go down to Tijuana and wrestle down there and things like that um, to keep busy. And I was still, you know, I was still learning, right? Because I was only a few years into the business. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a trip. And then that whole transition was a trip, right? going over to WF, trying to deal with, uh, you know, two opposing locker rooms and, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was a kid during this. I think I was like 11 year old when I started hearing about this and my father was a fan. And he said to me, oh, Vince McMahon's bought WCW. I'm like, what? And uh, then I watched the last night journey popped up and like as 11 year old, I, I miss being a child watching wrestling because I miss k <laughs> Um, But it was crazy. And, I remember seeing you and Sean O'Hare turn up attacking the Hardys and it was awesome. And you had your match against the APA at the Invasion pay-per-view. Uh, 
how tough was it working with uh, the APA there? A little bit stiff, we could say. Yeah, you know, obviously, um, let's see, um, Ron was awesome. Yeah. From day one, Ron Simmons, she's a sweetheart. I mean, he he's a, a stiffer worker, but he was not, nothing was intentional and he wasn't dangerous. Ron's mm. a big, strong guy. He was fantastic. Um, in and out of the ring. I, I love Ron. Um, John, um, he's a great guy. Um, I can say that now, and I could say that yeah. later on in my career. But early on in my career, you know, um, when, actually during that time working with him, and he'll probably agree with you, um, he was a little stiff. And I think, you know, he figured like, you know, we were still young. And I, I think one time he might have had an issue of me calling um calling the match out there or something like that and but um he got over it um you know he was known and he'll he, he i'm sure he'll admit it he was known to have a reputation of being uh, a bit of a bully to some people but that yeah. didn't last long with me and um we went on to become friends later on you know awesome and they've done the invasion angle um wasn't as capitalized as what we thought it would have been i mean like like I said, I was a charge at this point. I found it entertaining at the time, but looking back down, like there was quite a few missed opportunities. So, how was it for yourself? Because like you just wrestled for a few weeks, and then did they send you back down to develop developmental for a little bit before no. they brought you back? No, not not me. I think I think unfortunately Sean went back. Right. Um, I just kind of sat on the sidelines. Right. At that time. And um, missed opportunity, absolutely many. I mean, and it's hard to. You know, anybody can um, quarterback the next day, right? It's, it's, mm. but honestly, it was the most real time in the business ever, right? Yes. Yes. Because that really happened. There was really a buyout. There was really a big clash of personalities. There was a lot of BS that took place when the two companies uh, came together, right? Some guys yeah. got fired. Some guys got into fights. There was ego issues, of course, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of alphas, right? Yeah. It's hard to get those to blend. But um, anytime you have such a real time in the business, it creates an enormous amount of opportunity. And mm. sometimes people can't see what's right in front of them. Now, who am I to judge Vince or anybody who was in the creative position at that time? I'm really not. It's not what I do. But it's pretty obvious. Tons of missed opportunities. Tons. Yeah, well, something that never got uh, something they missed was um, you and Billy. Uh, what you most memorable for, and so many fans of this angle. I absolutely love this tag team. So, how did it come about? Like them pairing you up with Billy, and I suppose the main question was, how was it uh, bleaching your hair blonde? Was there any trepidation before, or did, was you like, I'll just go for it? It was just that. It was that quick. Um, they paired us together. We had maybe done a couple matches together when we still had dark hair before we actually started the Billy and Chuck thing. And then yeah. one night, I want to say it was uh, American Airlines Arena, uh, Dallas, Texas, one night, just a few hours before showtime, they tell us we're going to be this um, this uh, flamboyant tag team, I think the term was, and we're going to yeah. have uh, platinum blonde hair, and we're going to wear robes and all this stuff. And I was just like, okay, sure, let's do it. And um, Vince said, no, you're going to do it tonight. And I was thinking, well, I got black hair. How is this going to happen? So the girls who travel with us and do makeup for the divas and they do their hair and stuff, they ended up 
processing my hair and bleaching it over and over and over and over and over. By the time it was showtime, um, my scalp was raw. I remember it bleeding. Wow. Uh, and uh, that's what it took. And yeah. then it had that horrible gold look for a while. And eventually it got to the point where it was just the processing was breaking it so much. I just cut it because it was starting to break off. And, you know, I had to wear that hair. You know, you don't think about this. I had to wear that hair. That was my hair. I had to wear that, you know, when I wasn't working. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Can you imagine? Here's a guy who spent too much time in the tanning bed, 6'5", yeah. 270 pounds, and I'm walking around with bleach blonde hair. I looked like, uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows what people thought? At the time, I was clueless. At the time, I was clueless. I didn't really care that much, but I was a little bit like, oh, man, maybe I should just cut this and wear a baseball hat. And that's what I yeah. did on my, on my off time. <laughs> cool. And uh, you uh, became tag team champions and you defended the belt successively at WrestleMania 18. So how was it working your first WrestleMania? It was such a large crowd. It was um, absolutely amazing. I remember, um, I want to say it was uh, Toronto, possibly. Uh, um, Toronto? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Toronto, yeah. Canada Center? I think Maybe. so, yeah. I don't remember like a lot about where I was and all that stuff, but... um. I do remember the walk to the ring seemed like forever. And I just remember the adrenaline was through the roof, obviously. And just, there was so much noise. It almost sounded like, like an airplane, right? It just had yeah. that buzz. Um, and that's what I remember most about it. Obviously just a great opportunity and a great experience, you know? And uh, one of the best things they also done was pairing you up with Rico, and Rico was such oh, a great yeah. character. I loved Rico. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I don't know if he's had some health issues recently. Hopefully, he's getting well. But how was Rico during these times? Because it looked like Orpheus was having so much fun. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Rico is he's funny. He, he, he's incredibly talented. Yes. He's incredibly talented. He could wrestle. He could pull off characters. He could talk. Rico had the whole package. Um, he got into the game later, but that doesn't, mm. what does that matter? It's a character, right? There's older right. actors, there's younger actors. Um, he was in shape and he could work. So, um, yeah, he was fantastic. A great accessory to what we were doing. It complemented what we were doing so much. And that was like the final, that, that was like kind of like the glue or the, the final piece we needed to make that whole thing work. Um, yeah. I mean, Billy and I were doing it, don't get me wrong, but, you know, we go ahead and hire a stylist, you know, and it's like, <laughs> No, so, um, yeah, um, great guy, uh, pleasure to work with. Um, I haven't spoke with him in years. Uh, no. I hope he's doing well. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, cool. And one of the biggest matches during this time was the two years facing the Hulk Hogan and Edge tag team titles. Uh, what yeah. was it like working Hogan? Obviously, you said even before you got into wrestling, you knew who Hulk Hogan was. So yeah. sharing a ring with him, how was it wrestling him? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, Hulk obviously is an icon, right? Mm. From People think wrestling, that's the first guy. Uh, that's the face you think about. That's um, right. So, yeah, that and um, the fact that we were in Boston, which is so close to where I'm from in Rhode Island, Right. So, I mean, it's so close. So a lot of my friends came up to watch and um, I remember just having a great, uh, a great time um, working with him and then after, but, um, but yeah, super. It was like, to, you know, hard to believe I was in the ring with him. I do remember yeah. that. He kind of, I remember I was getting, I, I went to throw him a super kick 
And I remember he backed out of it. I was a little, <laughs> I was like, damn, I wanted to hit him clean with that super kick. But I <laughs> probably thought I was going to take his head off or something. So I do remember that. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, he's always been uh, real nice to me. And uh, I always had respect for him, you know, for what he did in wrestling. Um, mm. Yeah. He put wrestling on the map as far as uh, from a mainstream point of view, you know? Sure did. And all this storyline led up to the culmination there, the infamous wedding. And uh, it was so great to watch. I know I know it faced some backlash, but for me, watching it, I was so entertained by it. It was hilarious. Did yeah. you just know it was Eric Bischoff under the mask, or did that, like, full use? Because apparently he walked around and no one knew it was him. I don't remember if I found out, like, the very last minute. Right. I want to say earlier in the day. I don't remember. I might not have known. I'd have to ask Billy about that because yeah. um, he probably has a better recollection of it than I do. But, um, yeah, I, I think earlier in the day, I didn't know it was him. Um, I think I might have found out later. But, um, yeah, that was uh, – Eric's an incredible talent too, right? Yeah, um, I spoke people... to him uh, recently. I've just released my interview with him today. and Great guy. <laughs> yeah, great talent. Um, and he gets pop culture. Yes. Gets pop culture. And that's big in the TV world. And he does that very well. But anyway, uh, yeah, he did a fantastic job. Everybody did a fantastic job. Rico, uh, Stephanie. Stephanie's yeah. another great, a great talent. Um, yeah, we had a good time. We had a good time. Awesome. Uh, I know this pretty much led to the end of the tag team. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Billy suffered an injury not long after this. And they put you as part of the FBI, which that was a good little run. But another memorable run I remember was you bringing, well, it's not a gimmick because it's what you are real life, a motorcyclist. And um, how was it portraying like the real you, I suppose you could say? So I would say the image is the real me, right? The image. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm in the motorcycles. I, um, everybody know, I think everybody by now knows I build motorcycles and stuff like that. Um, it was easy. Um, I just, uh, and I had a great, in the beginning, I had a great time. Um, obviously later on you hear that, oh, was it a knockoff of the undertaker's, uh, dead man character? Um, you know, things like that. But personally, I enjoyed it. I had a great time with it until the end when the storylines got ugly, as far as like the domestic violence and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I thought that was distasteful. I get it. I'm mm. playing a part. So I did what I was you know, paid to do, but um, I thought that was distasteful what they had me doing with uh, the girl, you know, with um, cool and because, uh, you know, kids do watch the show, right? That's right, yeah. PG-13 style show, I mean, so I thought that was distasteful um, and then where do you go from there? Exactly, yeah, that's go from not there. what... So, at that point, I mean, I knew, I only, I only had signed a two-year contract at that point, 06 to 08, Right. So I wasn't too concerned. I kind of had other plans with the motorcycle business. I was already prepping for that and doing that out of the garage a bit. Um, so it all worked out. It all worked out well. You know, at the end of the day, it was great exposure for mm. the, next, the next step in my life. So no complaints. Yeah. And uh, you left afterwards and yeah, I think you retired, I think three or four years afterwards, but uh, I think I've got this right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was you in talks with TNA about possibly signing with them, but you turned them down? Was that right? So um, 
I think initially, I want to say Johnny Stamboli, my buddy Johnny from the FBI. Yes. Um, I think Johnny was talking to someone over there about us. Um, but me, I, I um, nah, this wasn't wasn't my thing. Wasn't nah. where I wanted to go. Um, I was pretty content at the time. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned you build motorbikes and seem to be doing a great job of it. And another thing you've been doing lately is your Chuck of All Trades channel, which yeah. I've been watching myself. And as a fellow oh, contractor, you. I've been enjoying it. And it's it's just great uh, watching one of my heroes growing up and doing this. And I mean, you're doing some pretty sweet jobs. So tell everyone about it. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate you watching too. Um, so basically another extension of what I do and just, I grew up in the trades. Um, I've been swinging a hammer since I was old enough to hold one, you know, yeah. uh, my dad was a carpenter. He had tools. <laughs> He'd bring me on jobs. So I've always been around it. I've always did everything myself. I had built a few homes in the past. Mm. Um, I've um, just, just about done everything in the trades to some degree. Uh, yeah. Am I an expert at everything in the trades? Absolutely not. But um, I know enough to get by. And some things I'm better at than others. But um, if I can't do it or if I don't have the time or the manpower to do it, I do, I'll do. i definitely tell you I have a friend who can. Uh, yeah. All my friends are in the trades also. So, yeah, so the show is basically about um, what I do day to day. So right now it's, uh, it's a house that I purchased that was built in 1924. And it's a complete, uh, I like to call it a restoration or a renovation of the home. That's right. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, when I say we gutted it, if you, if you watched any of it, we gutted it down to the sticks, yeah. gutted, you know, and uh, basically we rewired it. We replumbed it, uh, new septic system, insulation, added a heating system, added air conditioning, all the modern amenities. Um, and yeah, um, just basically, it's a little bit of showing how to do it a little bit, but it's more about just showing you what we do day to day. And um, after we did the house, um, I don't know if you saw it yet, but we built a we built a building on the property, a steel building. Right, I haven't watched that's, that one yet. Okay, so we uh, we built a new steel building on the property, and that's where the new uh, the new shop will be. And then we'll start oh, cool. filming. We'll start filming out of the shop, and we'll get back into the motorcycles and cars and and anything and everything else we can decide to build. Um, so well, yeah, the the show will basically be based out of the shop once yeah. the shop. Excuse me. Once the shop is complete. So. Yeah. I figured, awesome. I, you know, I figured, let me show, the, let me show everybody uh, how we got to that point. Let me sh- give them a little, a little history, get them invested. Hey, we bought the property, we restored the house. Now we're building the shop. Now we're going to work out of the shop. So I don't know. I'm, I'm it, having a good time. It's nothing fancy. It's not like one of the uh, discovery shows I did where there's a lot of heavy editing and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. It's just kind of raw and gritty and, and real. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Like I said, I'm an, similar to you uh, that's why i do i'm a contractor but i just love it because it's just showing you you know it's no glitz or glamour it's just showing you you know just people just hard work and showing you exactly how you do it so i'm loving it at the minute so i've been a big fan of it and uh, speak- oh it's great and speak of the fans so last couple of minutes got if you've got time got some fun yeah questions. absolutely let's do it awesome so first question from uh lucha dad uh out of what uh, which one was your favorite character out of all your characters you've had Whew. I liked, uh, I'd say probably the FBI character. Yeah. And then I'd say the, the Chuck character, not far from it. 
The Chuck yeah. character, I mean, it, they're, they're probably tied because the Chuck character was so much fun. Right. You know, FBI yeah. was fun too, but the Chuck character was over the top fun. <laughs> it definitely was. Um, <laughs> at Dan uh, Griffin asked, uh, you faced legendary teams like the APA, Hardy Boys, and Dudley Boys, as well as Hogan and Edge. Uh, which match involving them teams was your favorite? Well, obviously Hogan and Edge because of Hogan. Yeah. Um, just the fact that I'm in there with them. But um, I really enjoyed working with the Hardy Boys. Those guys are, um, you know, those guys are great athletes, high flyers. Um, but yeah, I'd probably say Hogan and Edge because the fact that I was in the ring with Hogan. Awesome. And uh, at Demo God, one last. Um, was you there during the Scott Steiner Diamond Dallas Page fight? And if you was, what was your reaction? I was in the building. I didn't right. see the actual fight. Um, I, Scotty's a very close friend of mine. Oh, cool. We, 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 we talk, you know, we keep in touch all the time. And uh, he was a big, uh, a big help when I first broke in the business, by the way. I, we, um, I became friends with him early on. Um, I want to say before we started doing the, uh, about the time we started doing the Saturday night tapings. Um, right. And uh, he's always been very supportive and told me a lot about the business. But um, I wasn't surprised. Um, yeah, you know, Dallas could get on people's nerves. Um, Scotty was the kind of guy who wasn't going to put up with it. Uh, he's a man's man. Um, so, you know, things happened. I, I, I remember, I, I want to say Kevin drove Dallas home that night from the show. I think we were in South Carolina. I can't remember. But um, I want to say uh, Kevin ended up driving him home. Um, I remember Dallas coming back into the locker room, but uh, he might have been a little busted up. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, that's all I really remember. I wish I had more for you. I really don't. <laughs> it's okay. But I, but I wasn't surprprised, you know. Yeah, I've, I, I I like from what I've read, I can't say I've heard because I wasn't around there, but from what I've read, it was kind of like it was building up and. Uh, Man, I mean, give DDP credit to go and toe to toe with Steiner because Steiner's a beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scotty, Scotty is legit. You know, he's legit. So yeah, uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, both both good guys. You know what I mean? Both good guys. Yeah, and uh, same guy again. He asked, uh, "Any major guns stories?" Major guns? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, she was always super sweet. You know, I got along fine with her. I, I didn't really hang out with her too much, um, but uh, she, I thought she was cool. Is she still? I mean, I haven't heard about her in years and years and years. Actually, that's probably the you bringing up her name right now. I mean, I probably haven't even thought about her since the uh, WCW days. Yeah, um, I don't know what she's doing. Uh, I think I think she left wrestling after WCW folded. I might be wrong, uh, unless she worked some independent scenes, but. Yeah, like since WCW uh, went folded, I don't know, uh, to be honest. So, be interesting. Um, and uh, last one for myself, uh, you mentioned you had some fun road stories with uh, Natural Born Thrillers. So, do you sh uh, care to share one? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is hard. We're not um, PG, by the way, so you can go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, honestly, man, I, I um, Nothing that I would, only reason I, I don't want to share them because I don't want to impose on their privacy. 
or Fair you know, enough. <laughs> some of these guys, you know, guys are married, guys have children. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> that being said, you can only imagine. You can only. Oh imagine. yeah. <laughs> we had uh, <laughs> we had a great time. We had a we had a super uh, super cool time. Yeah. Awesome. And I forgot to say to you at the beginning, but happy 50th birthday. Uh, you're looking oh, great man. for 50. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. I, f- I feel good, right? Um, it's a number. It took yeah. me a second to digest that. But uh, yeah, I'm good with it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, well, Mr. Bloomberg, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. But before we go, uh, tell everyone where they can find your social media and tell them where they can find your YouTube channel. Yeah, so uh, I have two places only. Uh, my Instagram is my social media basically instagram is just chuck palumbo and um my uh youtube show chuck of all trades on youtube and that's all i got um subscribe uh help support the channel we really appreciate it and um yeah if you guys message me i'll get back to you if you have comments or you have something you want me to show you how to do um we're working on getting that up too so feel free to interact um i'm human so I'll be sure to put a link in the description to your channel. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Cool. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, if ever you're up again one day, you will definitely do this again one day. Yeah, likewise. I really appreciate it. Man. Great to meet you. Thank you. Hey, James here. Thanks for checking out this interview. I had a great time talking to Chuck. And yeah, if for next week's interview, uh, a fun one and uh, a guy who doesn't mince his words. Uh, former WWE superstar, WWE tag team champion and world tag team champion, one and only Rene Dupree. Uh, great chat to Rene, uh, going back to the Ruthless Aggression era, talk about Lyra assistance, his single run on SmackDown, feuding with John Cena, backstage controversies with the likes of Hardcore Holly, JBL and such. And yeah, guy doesn't hold back, so yeah, very explosive interview, so hopefully you'll be tuning in for it. And if you are, please, hit that subscribe button really does help us out if you have enjoyed this interview please hit the like button and if you listen to us on podcast form same five star rating give us a subscribe if you want to leave a nice comment it's always great to read the comments i really do enjoy hearing the feedback from you and yeah if you want to follow me on social media follow me on twitter at 90s wrestling pod follow me on instagram that 90s wrestling podcast and we're also on facebook with the facebook group that 90s wrestling podcast So everyone, until then, I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.